Beware, tourists. This place is not for you. It's hilarious reading Yelp reviews where they say this is an easy hike for first-time hikers. I hiked this trail last week, actually, and it was not easy. And I'm also not a first-time hiker. Janet E. is about to get into her review of Camelback Mountain here in Phoenix, Arizona. But I don't think she understands that you're listening to your everyday lessons from the public. My name is Britt. And I get to decide what is a hilarious Yelp review. And I think, Janet, that the other ones are subpar to the hilariosity of yours. Let's continue on. If you are a tourist in Arizona and have never climbed this mountain, please read this review for a tourist perspective. If you're also someone that has climbed this mountain, You definitely want to listen and read this review as well. It's definitely entertaining. To prepare myself for this hike, Janet, I read a bunch of Yelp reviews. We brought tons of water, eight bottles between myself and the BF, and it still wasn't enough. We ran out during the descent of the quote-unquote hike. I say quote-unquote hike because this wasn't actually a hike. There were points where I was literally on my hands and knees trying to climb this mountain, not quote unquote hike it, and back off on my hands and knees and butts trying to climb this mountain. Number one, there are signs posted at the beginning of this trail that state, Choya Trail, extremely difficult. It was our mistake not to heed this warning. Number two, Other Yelpers have said that this mountain is easy compared to Echo. I have no point of reference since I haven't done Echo Trail, but the Choya Trail was pretty damn challenging, enough that it pretty much traumatized me. Janet, number one and number two classify as the same point because you're bitching about the level of difficultness that this trail brings. So let's just edit that down to one. Number three, which should be number two, the hike has no paths. Any path here is soon covered by any size rock you can imagine, including huge rocks you have to climb. Yes, you have to climb huge rocks. There are many large boulders you have to step on top to get over them. I had to use my hands a lot to walk this hike. The possibility of spraining your ankle, tripping, falling, getting injured is very high. If I had fallen while climbing rocks, I would have gotten seriously injured. The fall would have been a good 10 or 15 feet. I prayed a lot on this hike. Does she expect there to be a paved path for her? Like someone made this mountain and made this hike for Janet and her friends to go off in the distance? This is nature. This is Mother Earth that created this mountain. And her point number four is also part of point number three. So now we're just back down to two points. She's just bitching about the non-existent path again. So let's move on to number five. The majority of the people here are locals. How do I know? Because some people were running on this rocky boulder-filled trail. Others were jumping over the huge rocks like they were Spider-Man or doing rock climbing, and they were speed racing. And as stated in number four, many were very rude. Maybe these individuals just frequently hike Maybe these individuals have an endurance level that's a little bit higher than yours, Miss Janet. 
Number six, as we descended this climb, a medevac helicopter had to rescue a woman from the top of the mountain. That's how you know it's not the place to be. This place could seriously get you hospitalized. Don't come here. At least seven firefighters had to climb the mountain in their dark clothes in 90 degree weather, carrying heavy backpacks and equipment to get this woman that needed medical attention. Don't be a jerk by wasting the firefighters' time to save you when you could have prevented the situation in the first place. By not going? Janet, why don't we just talk about maybe preparation that this individual could have had. I hope this individual is okay, by the way, but... Number seven, this mountain allows dogs. Dogs do not yield, and they, their owners, who also don't yield, will knock you right off this mountain. We also saw an owner try to take their one-year-old puppy on a hike. I'm not going to continue this because the mountain says don't bring your dogs. People just don't follow rules. Number eight, the locals will tell you it takes one hour up and 45 minutes down. That's a quote from the locals. As tourists, it takes two hours up and two hours down. That's also part of point number five, talking about the people. Janet, you should have really mapped this out before you reviewed this. Number nine, the view from the top is not a big deal. It's nothing compared to the view of San Francisco at Twin Peaks or Honolulu at the top of Diamond Head. If you really want a view of Phoenix, you could do this hike halfway without climbing any mountains and get a good picture. And number 10, there are no bathrooms here. Oh, Janet. Moving along to some Arizona lore. I'm so excited to share this review with you guys because I feel like it's more of an interesting story than anything. Learn a little bit of history, but also get a story while you're at it. I'm sure everyone has seen the Arizona Canal that runs through the middle of our city, the Grand Canal. So this review is written by a Brent who explains who he is and how he knows about this canal. I was fortunate to grow up near this enchanted stretch of Central Avenue between Bethany Home Road and Orchid Lane. Not only because the neighborhoods are idyllic, but also because this stretch of Central Avenue is lined with the arguably Phoenix best walking and running path. Murphy's Brittle Path is a piece of history that the Central Phoenix neighborhoods have worked hard to keep alive, despite the fact that its original intended use has long since disappeared. To understand why it's still here, you need to understand its origins. Back in the late 1800s, William John Murphy was an Illinois transplant who moved to the Phoenix area. His work in the West Valley would eventually earn him the title as the founder of Glendale. But before then, he set down roots in the Phoenix area to build the Arizona Canal. The canal, which today traverses the Phoenix area and runs into Central Avenue right at Orchid Lane, mid-May between Northern and Dunlap. And it was here that Murphy not only began construction of the canal, but also the build-out of what was then the northernmost neighborhood in the city. The landscape would eventually be lined with ranches, and citrus groves all the way south to Bethany Home Road. To make sure this was a clear path for the public, and by extension their horse-drawn carriages, to travel southward towards the main part of the town, Murphy had a dirt roadway carved out on Central Avenue between the canal and Bethany Home Road. 
In the 1940s, increased auto traffic required the city of Phoenix to pave over the old dirt road, but the city agreed to preserve a portion of that dirt road path on the east side of the street for pedestrian and equestrian usage. Thanks to the hard work of the Arizona Horse Lovers Club, the Murphy Brittle Path was dedicated in 1948 with the intent to preserve and maintain this pathway for the public. When my family first moved into central Phoenix, the neighborhoods still had a fair number of ranches with horses right along the Central Avenue, and it wasn't unusual to see ranchers rent out their horses to families for slow rides along the Brittle Path. And you could still find a fair number of large citrus groves near Central Avenue as well, with everything from oranges to grapefruits to limes. Over time, through, ranches were replaced by large luxury homes and citrus groves turned into brand new luxury home communities as affluence exploded into what was a previously a relative affordable middle-class neighborhood. But through all the changes and the modern updates to the neighborhood, residents' dedication kept keeping the Murphy Brittle path unaltered. But through all the changes and all the modern updates to the neighborhood, residents' dedication to keeping the Murphy's Brittle Path unaltered remains firm. Today, you see an abundance of walkers, runners, and even cyclists traversing the east side of Central Avenue along the path on a daily basis. The wideness of the path, about three times the width of a normal sidewalk, provides plenty of space for a northbound and southbound pedestrian traffic. Even during the summer months, when the weather is usually too extreme for even the most dedicated fitness junkies, you'll see a pretty good crowd on this path. This is, in thanks, mostly to the well-preserved dome of the trees, a mixture of primarily olive and ash, that line the entire length of the bridal path. Making summertime, walking, running a little bit more tolerable. I use the brittle path daily for most of my youth and will still occasionally take a stroll along the path when I visit my parents. So if you're in the neighborhood, I invite you to check out the path. If you're up there for a good workout, I invite you to try walking or running the length of the path. Chances are you'll meet dog walkers, couples, families, a workout enthusiast along the way, all while you'll be traversing a stretch of Phoenix's pathway that has survived relatively unchanged for more than a century. Can only 